0: Welcome to the Series 6 Exam Prep, podcast lessons for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. This podcast is to assist you in preparing for the FINRA Series 6 Exam. But what is the FINRA Series 6 Exam? The FINRA Series 6 Exam is an exam for those who wish to sell investment company products. It's much different from the Series 7 Exam, which is the General Securities Representative Exam, Typically, this is an entry-level exam that allows you to sell basically mutual funds and investment company products and, as such, is a much easier exam to pass than the Series 7 exam. Now, concurrent with taking this exam, you must also pass the Securities Industries Essentials exam. In reality, you should take the Securities Industries Essentials exam before you take the Series 6 exam. It will help prepare you for the exam. This podcast is going to give you sample portions of the lessons contained in the full bundle of audio lessons for the Series 6 exam prep, audio lessons for the FINRA Series 6 exam. This is an audio course of 8 hours and 44 minutes in length, and there are 20 individual lessons in the full bundle of audio lessons. The full bundle of audio lessons is available at series six and that's the number six lessons.com. Again, wwwseries 6 lessonscom If you like the samples that you're hearing here, and if you would like to try four full length audio lessons, you can go to the website and sign up to receive the four full sample lessons to help determine if you think these audio lessons would be valuable for you. All right, enough of an introduction. Let's get on to this sample lesson. This is a sample of lesson number five, which is covering debt securities. The full audio lesson is 25 minutes and 51 seconds.
1: Welcome to this lesson on the FINRA Series 6 exam. That is Unit 1, Part 3, under Opens, Maintains, Transfers, and Closes Accounts and Retains Appropriate Account Records. We're just going to continue in our discussion about the material that's going to be on this part of the FINRA Series 6 exam. At the end, I will give you a chance to go ahead and... Test your knowledge to make sure that you understood what you learned today. So let's go ahead and get started. So first I want to talk a little bit about what are called investment vehicles. Investment vehicles are just the different ways that you can suggest that people invest their money. There are all sorts of different ways you can go and they have different characteristics. And One of the biggest things to consider is the difference between the risk versus the reward that is going to be available for this particular vehicle. So first thing I want to talk about are what are called equity investments. And equity investments is when an investor buys equity in a particular company. So it's just like people who get equity in a piece of property, like a house, you own a certain percentage of that company and then you're also given a percentage of the profits. So it's it's really like by owning a little chunk of the company. Just like when you are getting equity in your home, you're solely paying off the mortgage and you're owning a percentage of the house. And so that is what that means. This is a pretty high risk security because if the company doesn't do well, then your portion that you own of the company is not going to be worth all that much money. So it's tied directly to the company's performance, which could be great or It could be pretty bad, so it could go downhill pretty quickly. The next category of investment vehicle I want to talk about is called common stock. So this is just when an investor buys shares in a company. They can make money if their shares appreciate in value or if they are paid dividends. This happens when the company that they have shares in is doing pretty well. Different stocks do carry different amounts of risk. You can't just say there's one sort of underlying risk for stocks. Some companies are more volatile than others. Some industries are more volatile than others. And so you have to know that there's going to be some risk involved with stock, whether it's a lot or a little, that just depends, but there is always going to be some sort of risk. And many stocks are quite volatile. That means they can gain and lose value pretty quickly. The investor only has limited liability that's equal to the number of shares that he or she owns. So the company goes bankrupt and they've got all the creditors knocking down their doors. One nice thing is that the creditors actually cannot come after the stockholders. Stockholders are safe. Even though they own stock in the company, they are not legally liable for all of the debts of the company. They're just liable for their own stock that they have. Stockholders can transfer their shares to others, either by selling them or by giving them away to somebody else as well. Companies have transfer agents, and those are those who oversee the transfer of shares. They can also reissue your stock certificates if you lose them. If you do do this though, you're of course gonna be charged a fee for that. But if you do lose your certificates, they can reissue them. A registrar, which is another financial institution, makes sure all of the numbers are adding up correctly when we're talking about stock. So there's a third party called a registrar that makes sure all the accounting is done correctly. Shareholders also have the right to inspect the books, in this case, the records of the company. So you're part of, you're a shareholder, you own stock in the company, you have the legal rights to make sure that there's no funny business going on, that they're keeping good records, that they're keeping accurate records, that nobody is doing anything illegal or anything of that nature. Stocks can also pay these dividends out. Then how does that work exactly? Well, the board of directors for the company has to do what's called declaring them. So you have to go ahead and the board of directors has to say, well, things are going well, We're going to declare some dividends as a reward to all of our loyal stockholders. So this incentivizes people to stay with the company and keep owning stock and to buy more stock. So this usually only happens, though, if things are going pretty well for the company. If they're not doing well, they can't afford to pay out those dividends. And what's nice about it is the more stock that you own, the greater your dividends are going to be. So if you own a lot of stock, you put that money on the line, you risked it, and it paid off for you. And you're going to get a large dividend, so that's a nice thing to keep in mind. Stock owners also have what is called a preemptive right, and preemptive right just means that if new shares of stock are going to open up to the public, so the company's doing really well, they want to make some more stock available because there's more of the company to sort of carve up. The existing stockholders have the right to purchase their proportion of the new shares before others get to buy them. That means that they get the chance to maintain the percentage of the company that they own so that their old shares are not watered down, so they're not less valuable. They can go ahead and say, well, I have preemptive right. I'm going to buy enough shares so that I still maintain my same percentage in the company. And so that helps them to maintain the strength of their investments. And you can enjoy a subscription right as a stockholder also, And that's something that allows you to buy new stock below the regular market price for a period of a few weeks. So before it goes out out to the public and to everybody at the regular price, you get the subscription right to go ahead and buy it at a discount as sort of a perk for being a loyal stockholder as well. Another stock term that you should know is called a warrant and a warrant is just a certificate that lets you buy a specific stock in a specific company at a certain guarded price. So it means whenever you cash that warrant in, you're going to be able to purchase that company's stock at that particular price. It doesn't matter what everybody else is paying for it at the moment. So it's really nice. You can wait for the stock to become much more valuable and then purchase the stock at that really low price because you have the warrant and then you'll be able to sell it off again and make quite a bit of money because of the difference between how much the shares are worth and how much you paid for them so it's a good way to turn a profit if you can manage that so another term that you might want to know is called an american depository receipt or sometimes just known as an adr and so an american depository receipt is just this receipt that is given to someone. Thank you again for listening to this sample portion of the
0: full lesson. If you found this lesson valuable, please go to the website series6lessons.com and that series the number 6 com. At the website, you will find a link to purchase the full series of audio lessons if you found this to be valuable to you. Also, at the website, you can sign up to get four full-length sample lessons. Best of luck in your studies.